This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Matthew chapter 6, verse 9. It's a scripture that's very uh, popular. Matthew 6, 9. Hallelujah. Glory to God. After this manner, pray ye therefore. The Lord is not always talking about how to do something, but at times start with how not to do it. So let's go two steps above. And then Jesus started by saying, this is not how to pray. They now said, this is how to pray. So verse 7. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the Eden do, for they think. Hmm. They think, they assume that they will be heard for their much speaking. Oh God, do it. Oh God, do it. Oh God, do it. So people think the more they say that, the more they will persuade God to do what they want him to do. <laughs> I, I don't know whether it was two days ago that I told somebody. Why do some people tell everybody or not to pray for them? They think that the more people that mention your case before God, you know, God is that very hard king that sits down for a while. So somebody said, that, Lord, bless uh, Toluani. And God is thinking. Then two people more, Lord, bless her. Then seven people more, Lord, bless Then 15 people more, Lord. And God said, ah, finally, the number is 32. So I'm not going to answer. <laughs> you see, God is not a man. Hmm. Whereas God himself said, if any two of you, not 10 of you, not 20. Now, James 5 says, the prayer of a righteous man. And he gave Elijah as an example of one man that shook an entire nation with his prayer. In other words, God does not need many people. He needs one man. Is somebody getting me? Now, there is a part of people interceding for you if they are doing it correctly. There is a part of people praying, but we are being warned not to think that because many people are saying it, that will necessarily persuade God because of many. You will understand that at times God is not moved by number. Is that clear? So again, Jesus is correcting something here that people think that when they make vain repetition. God is not deaf. If repetition helps at all, it helps the one that is praying. Joshua says, Son, stand still. And it happens straight in one sentence. Woman be healed. Jabez only prayed the prayer once. And the sentences were recorded. Oh Lord, Bible said they named him sorrow and sorrow surrounded his life. And Jabez decided one day that let's end this thing once and for all. And he said, oh, that you will bless me indeed. 
and remove this sorrow that it does not grieve me. And the Bible says, from a sorrowful man, Jabez became more honorable than all his brethren. When God gives promotion, it, does, it would have been enough to make him equal to his brethren. But he, come, he said, I come that they may have life. How? When God gets to the equation, it takes it beyond. Restoration to God will not be what you have lost. It will many times what you have lost. Hallelujah. Glory to It's just in nature of God that he puts his signature, whatever he does, that when he restores anything to anybody, you'll get much more than what you lost. Praise the Lord. Ah. <laughs> you know, when Peter healed the creeper man at the gates, he said, why are you looking at us? After this is saying, I see we healed this man by our own holiness or by our power. He said, his name, true faith in his name, has made this man old and has given him perfect soundness. Nobody in that congregation had perfect soundness. You can be okay. Perfect soundness on that level. Where you are so full of life, energy and everything. So the man was not just ill from being a crippled man. He was given perfect soundness. How many people want to be perfectly sound today? <laughs> Hallelujah. As in perfect soundness. Every part of your body is full of life. That's the nature of God. So again, not by vain repetition. Then Jesus said, this is how we pray. It is because we must have the understanding that prayer is being prayed on many fronts. Actually, there is a time you pray and you approach God as a father. That's dimension one. There is, when you pray and you address God or you enter prayer with God as God a friend. I'll try and explain it for you. And I've told you the one before that led to this message of the blood. You can also pray and approach God as God the judge. God the father. God the friend. God the judge. And they all don't carry the same weights. Honestly speaking, just like you will not use the rule of basketball for football, you will not use the rule of one prayer for another prayer. I seem to want to dwell on the second one tonight. God the friend. You know, he said in John 15, 15, I call you no more servant. I call you friend. Because a servant cannot see what I'm doing. When it comes to prayer of receiving something like a gift, he is a father. That's what the Bible says. Every good and perfect gift, James 1, comes from above, from the father of light, in whom there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Every good and perfect gift. So when you go to visit God as a father, you make the definition of your prayer is called prayer of petition, which God gives you a gift, uh, health, blessings, and many things. It looks like the simplest form because the Father is so liberal minded. That's what the Bible says every gift, every good gift. Hallelujah. He said, If anyone lasts wisdom, let him ask. The he will give it to you that he does not hold back. 
that's the nature of a father, a very generous father. But some matters can be a little bit beyond that. Because what is involved is beyond just receiving a gift from God, there are some mysteries to be unraveled. That is why you pray. It's like what I started with on Sunday. Remember the tabernacle of Moses, right? And I told that everything was pointing to Jesus. Can you remember? Those were the first service that you have the outer courts, you have the holy room, and you have the holy of holies. And that when Jesus said to the Pharisees that I am the way, the truth, and the life. Many of you don't understand what it was. That was why they wanted to stone him. What Jesus was actually saying was, he referred to himself as the tabernacle. Because the first door to the tabernacle was called the way. Second door to the holy room was called the truth. Third door to the holy of holy, where the ark was called, was called the, the way. So life. So Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. When you come into him by the way, you will move. If you move in Christ further, you understand the truth. Truth will lead to life. Hallelujah. And truth is not facts. But that's all we are going to die. Amen. Are you following me? Okay. So God's goal is that life is at that place. Of, so it's like the same thing that the father, the friend, and the judge. You can substitute that friend as counselor. So prayer to the father is petition. Prayer here is where fellowship begins. And that's what I want to talk about. It is at that point that revelations begin to come. So the major thing that happens, the transaction here, is that there is a fellowship between you and God. This is why people, oh God, ah, ah, Lord help us. Many times, this why people don't touch prayer and they think they are praying. And we enter his gift with thanksgiving in my heart. And we enter his call with praise. You, I can come to your house and not fellowship with you. You tell the gate man to let me in, into the compound. To let me into your city room. I have entered your court. I entered your gate, your court. Now, I'm, I'm at your living room now. But you might be in the bedroom and still not come out. Or you can come out and we might not talk. It's at that level one. Our father who was in heaven, many people come in. But what should happen? Many times they don't happen. And I will just say that there is just one key. Are you getting me so far? Praise the Lord. You understand I can go to people's house and not fellowship with them. Or they might not fellowship with you. The boss might not even come out of the room and you are just there in the sitting room. You can go to someone's office. They allow you into the gate, into the person's reception, but it might not come out. Hallelujah. What is it about this prayer at this level? You see, Jesus illustrated this in Luke chapter 11. Let's read. Now, there are some things we get as we approach him as a father. Some other things we get when you move to this second level. So, Jesus said, and let's start from verse 5. See again. Okay, stay in that verse 1. Stay again there. You notice that the subject matter is still prayer. It came to pass as he was praying. When he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. That was what they asked him also in Matthew. So in Matthew, he taught them how to pray by saying, our father. Now he taught them how to pray, not by saying our father, but he brought in a parable. And Jesus said, let's go to verse 5. 
He said, when you pray, he said, what well, then? He said, and he said to them, which one of you shall have a friend? Shall go to him at midnight and say to your friend, lend me three loaves. Next verse. For a friend of mine is uh, in his journey, he's come to me and I have nothing to set before him. Next verse. He said, from within, he answered, don't trouble me. The door is shut and with the children in the bed, I cannot rise and give thee. Verse 8. I say unto you, though he will not rise to give him because it's his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. Just saying that in some situations, that lake Oshkan in Lake. I sense in my spirit that somebody's listening to me. What this message will do to you is to buy back the time that you have lost. My children are with me on the bed. We have gone to sleep, means that it is over to do good today. He said, but for some reasons. He will think again, this is my friend. I, I'm not considering friendship, but at the same time, I see my friend. I can't let him go like that. And the Bible says he will give him as much as. So there are some requests that people are making. It's under this category. It is late. It's like it's not their due anymore. But thank God for another dimension in God where it can still restore. Is somebody following me? So this is this one. What works here? I said fellowship. Fellowship. You see, mm, who was called God's friend in the Bible? Abraham. Let me read John 15, 15, where Jesus said to disciples, he brought them to that level. He said, I call you no more servant. John 15, 15. Henceforth, I call you not servant. For the servant does not know what his Lord is doing. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of the Father, I have made known to you. That means it is on this note that things are revealed. Things might not be revealed at the first gates. But when it gets to this level, I should begin to converse with the Father. Now, this is no more a prayer of petition that Father give me this. Now, this is a prayer of conversation. You talk, he talks. Calm. I don't know if somebody got that. When your prayer does not leap from you asking God to you conversing with God, you have not prayed. There are certain things to be able to take care of at that first level. Oh Lord, and he will answer you. I bind, I command, and he will answer you. But there are certain deeper things that for you to actually soar above them, there has to be prayer moving from petition to fellowship, from request to conversation. I will show you something in Abraham's story. Since it was one that was called friend of God, it was the first one to demonstrate this. So Genesis chapter 18. Let's start from verse 22. You know when... When the three men came around and they visited Abraham and they gave them food and they were leaving, you begin to understand what I just said now. God did not just automatically start telling Abraham that we are going to Sodom and Gomorrah. He told him only after something happened. They finished eating his food. That's like your offering. And the Bible did not record that there was leftover. <laughs> Jesus said that anytime you go to someone's house and they give you food, they say, Come on, eat. Don't go to people's house when you are fasting. 
and say, you know, I'm fasting. We are waiting. I'm on the mountain. <laughs> it's a command. He said, whatever the house will enter into, whatever is said before you, when you don't eat it, you disobey God. And that means if you're a Christian and they come to your house, you must set something before them. It's scripture. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And I'm fasting, you know, don't worry. I'm fasting. You are breaking the Lord's commandments. Whatever is said before you, eat. Bible says only with thanksgiving. Father, I thank you. Then devour the food. It's part of your calling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anyway, <laughs> when you are fasting, stay away from visiting people. Are you following me? Abraham fed them. God and the two angels and the ate, and they were now going. They still didn't tell Abraham. And Abraham did something. See, this represents what goes on in prayer. And the men turned their faces from thence and went towards Sodom. But Abraham stood. Ooh. Stood yet. Or use the word, somebody says, he stood still. Sir, when you pray, start standing still. See that. When you are true with what you want to say, at times, stand still. God wasn't saying every, anything again. They had eaten. He had told Abraham, first level of transaction at what I told you. Abraham had prayed for say, uh, uh, Isaac and God said, okay, by next year you have Isaac. Request granted. But there was a matter deeper than that. That God just branched to visit Abraham. He was actually going to Sodom. That was the original intention. So that was the number one. So Abraham's giving, giving a child was number two assignment. Even though God had promised him, what really came down, he said, I have heard about the evil of Sodom and Gomorrah. I want to see whether it's so. So I am here because Sodom. But you know what? He didn't tell you what, the real reason. But as Abraham stood there, that is when you will understand what can be corrected about your lineage as you stood still, as you stand still. That's when you understand, as you stand, where errors are coming from. That's when you understand the door you have left open that is making things happen in your life. There is no situation without an explanation. You don't need to be a prophet. The Lord can let you know. You see, in the stillness of that room alone, sir, it might just be that a message will rise in your heart. A desire to listen to a particular message. And so it's like it's like that message for it's like giving your life, like opening your life. You know that this is not ordinary. A picture of somebody can come up that go visit this person, and lo and behold, that is where the answer you've been waiting for. Something will happen, God will let you know in a way you can understand. So it's not about open vision or trance. Some people have robbed themselves of messages from God because it did not come in form of a vision. Forget about vision. You will probably not see one till Jesus comes. Some will see, some will not see. The percent of those who will say things in the body of Christ will not be up to 10%, no matter what. It has been like that, it will be like that. In the wisdom of God, the only ghost is not limited to showing you visions. 
He can if he chooses to. Don't look for what? Look for answer. Did you get what I've just said now? Honestly speaking, whether God communicates, at times he shows me things through a dream form of vision. There's a difference between ordinary dream and a vision. If you have seen one before, you know that immediately, I mean, I dream every night, you know what is dream and you know what's a vision in the night. But I don't need God to show me a vision to say anything to me. I just need him to talk. Sometimes he talks in form of a thought, but you know, this is not a thought coming from you. Don't cheat yourself out of many things God is saying. Because somebody has told you that because oh, they went to heaven, thank God for them. That might not be for you. I have told you this church before. Probably people like Andrew Womack has healed more cancer cases than those who have visited realms above. And he said, I've never seen a vision before in my life. It's as simple as that. I told you, now, this is someone that said that they, they need about $5 million every day to operate. And they have never failed once. Yes. And it's not a pastor. He only has Bible, he has Bible school. All their Bible school, they build this in billions. And everything paid for debt free. And no vision, no revelation. Only that God speaks to him. He said, through the word and through thoughts. And they have records upon records. Uh, the place where it's in America... They are very anti-Christianity there, but they cannot deny the fact that people are getting in that place of cancer by ordinary Bible study. And I know people that have seen visions at the ordinary ND, they cannot hear. That's not to despise one fan. I'm just saying that it's like in Africa, say people are chance when somebody comes and they say, ah, they took me in the spirit away. Wonderful. It happens. People have out of body experience. But I'm just saying that don't, don't believe that you are not spiritual because it has not happened to you. Spirituality means yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's all. And following the word of God. Or let's put the word forth. Following the word of God, yielding to the Holy Spirit. That's spirituality. No other thing. <laughs> As if we come to a pastor and be asking that, sorry, do you see? No, I'm blind. And I thought, once I know people are like that, even if the Lord shows me that I don't talk about it, because I will not encourage people just like Jesus said, evil and adulterous generation, they look for signs around. They wanted to tell them something, you know, keep your eyes straight and say, ah! Ah, what I'm saying is not good. Ah! And then they pay attention. <laughs> you know, honestly, if you want to cheat Africa, it's very easy. No wonder there are many con people around. Really, it's very easy to con people. Because they love it so. Hallelujah. If somebody writes in a book that I used to sleep with snake, it was hell. So how does this, how does she sleep with snake? Is it the head or the tail? You know, <laughs> People have had terrible experiences. No doubt about that. See, I will do deliverance. We pray for people. I understand. But when people put too much attention, and that is where they, you are going to get into error. Yeah. Let me tell you this, which many of you might not know. If you spend too many messages talking about demons and spiritual setup, what we do is that demonic activities in that condition will multiply. It is the pastor that is opening door for them by talking too much. 
stay with the Bible. The Bible talks about them in a limited way. And that is where you should just stop. As Jesus is glorified, if demons are in people's life, they will leave. So talk about Jesus. Talk about light, not darkness. After all, all you need for darkness to go is to put on light. So light is the issue. Not Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Okay. Abraham stood still, and I want to start just two before God. Then God said that, shall I hide my plan? Next verse. That standing before the Lord represents a posture in the spirits. You know, Elijah used to say that before the Lord, whom I stand. When you stand before the Lord, he will show you things. Is it Jeremiah now? Ezekiel? Is it Ezekiel 22, 23, 18? Ezekiel 23, 18. Let me see what's there. If it's to be Jeremiah, I'm not very sure. Ezekiel 23, 18. Okay, give me Jeremiah 23, 18. Jeremiah 23, 18, please. Yeah. For who has stood in the counsel of the Lord? And I perceived and heard this word. Again, the Bible is saying that it's a place where you stand. Standing means you are not moving. Sometimes you are feeling praying, but you are still there in that room. Waiting for his counsel. It's at that level that revelation comes. Instructions. What I said on Sunday, extraordinary strategies. They come from there. What to do. Every situation only requires something to do. If your eyes are open to know what to do, everything ends. Bitter water or mirror. The tree that will kill it was growing beside it. For years, that water had been bitter. Without knowing that the tree beside it will kill it, God just showed Moses. What about the axe head? What about water in the pots? Who would have thought that here were the people, wine was finishing at the party, and there was a old tank of wine, but it did not look like wine because it was water. And somebody told that, go and fetch from there. If you receive an instruction from God, it will change your life permanently. Who are the people listening to me and you think you are broke? You are just one instruction away from billions. Prosperity. One instruction. The few businessmen that Mongo that has happened to, they can testify. It's just one instruction away. The Lord said, this is how you do it. And from that day, it's as if the whole world is open. You just wonder, sorry, have I been living before? Yes. Look at what I told them on Sunday. What didn't we do before? From dry to wet fasting, what did we do? We will come on Sunday, pray for one night, we all go out to evangelize, preach our heart out to people, yet they were not coming to church. And the Lord says, stop counting people. Your eyes are on the number. And I just announced all of you, I don't count from today. And we started multiplying. Who would have thought? Some instructions are so simple that it will shock you. There are things right there in your house that will change the entire life. But you see, we don't wait. And that's the word about this. That word stood, it stood there. It actually means to wait. We wait on you. Lord, we wait on you. We wait on you. Lord, we wait. 
know, you can begin by just doing 15 minutes of waiting every day after praying. Sometimes you even do prayer of waiting. Now, you are not telling God what you think he should do. Lord, touch mommy. Lord, do that. You are just sitting down there in your room. Maybe a worship song playing. Maybe you are just praying it and say, Lord, show me what I don't know. At times, it might take a bit of time. One day, you'll be someone in and your eyes will see what you have never seen before. Then that instruction comes and you are chained forever. Then you will know that sincerely speaking, the word is true and there's no lie in it. God does not joke with words. And the Lord said to Abraham, let's just end here. That Genesis 22. Shall I hide myself, my plan from Abraham? He says, sin shall become great. Then he said, Abraham, we want to go and destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. Also, it is around this level that you can actually do intercession properly. This illustration I gave of coming to a man's house and not conversing with the man is too common among Christians. Pray for your mother. Oh Lord, I intercede for mommy. Personally, as a pastor, apart from the word, which is the financer, the word financer, personally also, I have experienced, I have discovered that you can only intercede properly as the presence manifests. It is when you are summoned in and that the anointing is present and the king has your attention that you can also begin to tell king. Intercession is not acrobatic before. Oh God, oh, say my dad, say my dad. Then you can begin to say, Lord, what about this, my dad? And he says, this is what you should do. Lord, what about our nation? Because it's a level of counsel. So Abraham never did this before. Until he stood, when God revealed to him, Sodom and then Abraham said, okay, Lord, if you find 15 men. I know God took his time. And so the two angels have been like, what is God telling this guy? Because they were ahead. And God took Abraham, he moved from 40, 15 to 40 to 30, 35. Or so he started reducing, reducing. And I think he stopped at 10. He said, and every time he asked God, God answered him. If I find 20, I will spare the city for 20. Ah! He said, excuse me, actually, what I really want to Abraham didn't know how to say that, sir. All I'm trying to say is that I get a cousin there. His name be Lot. I don't want him to die. I know God also was patient. He didn't put words in his mouth. He knew where Abraham was going, but he did not rush Abraham. It shows how patient our God is. That is also why we should learn to be patient with people. We wait for you. You know, some things can only be done by God. I, I cannot mention his name here. Of course, I know he might even come out and say it himself. Because when you have crossed over something, it's one of the brothers that I've told you before. I mean, he could drink when he was in university. One of the universities in the Southwest here. As in, they drank to the point that one day they decided to take a boat to the center of the sea to go and drink there. They were tired of drinking on the land. You know, Satan has been whispering a lot of things to people. That they were students then. They entered, they came to Lagos and entered, like took a boat and stopped at the center just to drink. The purpose was that let's have a record of we drank ourselves to stupor at the center of the sea. And as they were coming, they had an accident and he died. But he came back to life. God helped him, you know. So I remember, this sister is one of them. They are both leaders now, you know. I had known the sister before the church started. So when 
this guy said, she came to me and said, I can't marry him. When they were in school, he just saw her. She was a believer. And he just liked her. I will stop drinking if you marry me. I, don't, I know those things don't work. And when they left school, truly, he actually stopped to her next day. He stopped. But the lady was like, she had this fear that, that the way this guy drank. And that's not, I don't think he's fully born. I think he's doing all these things for, because of me. Just to marry me. And he looked like that, huh? And remember, he came to my house. He stopped me by the gate like this for almost four hours to tell me how much he loved her. The pastor, I know you are the only one. I said, I don't tell people what to do and what not to do. A man, I'm not the one marrying her, so I'm not supposed to tell her what to do. He said, but... A lady kept asking me every night, sir. I said, sir, I'm neutral. A part of me says, it's over. A part, what do I do, sir? Suppose we marry and he begins to drink again. I will never forgive myself. Honestly speaking, everything looked like the guy was just forming it because of the lady. But you know, one morning I woke up and I just sensed that it was sincere. He will not go back to it again. Only God can answer that kind of God. To answer that without hearing from God would be to put the life of the lady at risk. Because once they get into it and it starts again, you damage that for that. You are responsible for it. They've been married for over 10 years now, not one but two. In fact, it's like it's ahead of the wife spiritually now. There are. <laughs> Hallelujah. If you bring a guy to me that is drinking, no. So, so I'm like, look, yeah, this is like a green light. There's no green light, it's, it's red. <laughs> real, real red. So, I say, I, I like this pastor. It's like when I bring my own. <laughs> <laughs> you are deceiving yourself. <laughs> is, somebody, is somebody blessed? But you see, I, I just said that sometimes there are, there's nobody. One day a lady told me about her husband has been very, very cruel and everything. We're always having issues. And it's in a kind of military. I don't want to say because I don't expose people. And one day as she was talking, I was looking at her. I just knew in my spirit that these things are deeper. This guy is misbehaving. So I told her to go out. I just said to the guy that you are a courtist and you are still in the occult. He said, yes, sir. He said, as a matter of fact, they have asked me to sacrifice her for fame. And he said, he said because I love her, I just told her. Say, but the way she's provoking me. He said, she does not even know that right inside the house there, I kept some things there. I used for Richard. I said, I, I said so. I said, when did this? I said, from when I was in university. I think it was even one time in Capo. He said, so I was giving things for protection. And now that I have a good job, I mean, this guy had flashy cars, rent better than that. I said, look, I can't leave myself unguided. It's difficult to stop. I said, but she has started bringing you to church now. And I started ministering to him. But you know what? I don't look at people like that somehow. What is important is an encounter with Jesus. If I was not born again, there is no court I will not join. I can't be careless about life. <laughs> they say, those who suffer are those at the middle. Not to know Jesus will be to know Satan very well. I told you before, I will know him so well do a lot of evil that on the judgment I will tell God that don't bother to judge me. I know where I belong. I walk into hell myself. 
knowing that I've satisfied. What pains me is that a lot of people have not done too much evil, yet they will still miss heaven. What a tragedy. Because they are not sure of salvation. Jesus said what I said himself. He said to a lukewarm church, I wish. So what I don't like is this in between. He said, I prefer that you are hot or cold. That's the nature of God. Yes. In no testament, a condemned mixture on the altar. Another man, Abiyu put an adulterated fire and they died immediately. God doesn't like mixture. If you want to be bad, and if you want to be good, good. Amen. Is somebody blessed tonight? Plans can be revealed by God. Honestly, those who are not rooted in God and they are not rooted in Satan, I don't know how they do it. To me, that's too much of a risk. You are driving, you are not sure of God's potential, you are not sure of Satan's hand in your life. So, how are you living? Especially in this diabolical African world. God is not on your side, Satan is not on your side, and you're okay. You are not okay. Are you following me? They that know their God shall be what? When you know you know God, you are full of joy. If you don't know him, you have to know something else. Ah, Salabayas. Just, my friend, recently, in this Lagos, this man will collect rent from people and you will not be able to ask for your money again. All kinds of ugly creatures in his house. I mean, they could disappear. My friend was the first person to break that jinx. The man's driver did not blow. My friend, my friend came back and said, excuse me, you collected five point something million from me. No house, nothing. Can I have my money back? He shocked the man. When they came the second time, the PA told the guy that nobody, they asked in the old vicinity, people will confront him, they want their way back home, fall down, die. Somewhere not too far from here. My friend said, that's not my case. And they said, told my friend, when they said, sir, you have 48 hours to give me my money or you will fall down and die. And he left. The driver told him what happened. On his way, as he was driving, a lot came in, the man returned the money. Later, the driver told him what happened. He said, when you left, that the man put other cool down. And they told him, that, don't mess with that one. So he returned his money. Audacity. Now, leave my money for what? Do you know how many people that things have happened to? Says we've been trying to get it. Do you know how many land we have been jumping from place? Do you know people bury things? <laughs> you don't know things going on. Ah, uh, someone not too far from my house, by growing up, landed property, killed the man and some of the family members. These are the things that we have seen. Recently, they brought a very elderly man to me. Some of you were there in the office that day. If I had to go and pray for him in the, in the car. And I know I, I've not seen him since then, but I know that because I felt the power of God while I prayed for him. It will take you, you will have to be anointed to want to put your hand and touch such a person. The person that followed me just stood behind. They brought him in a taxi here. The stench in the car. And the state of the man swollen and dying. And what happened? The land that the father left for them. 
the brother, his own elder brother. And he has killed three. He's the only one survivor. And he's on his way out. He was on his way until God intervened. The Lord Johnson has put oil on him and just put your hand on him. As I was people were just breathing with asset God on, on land. He knew, because he called them for one meeting, one and put something on the floor. They all crossed the place and then he turned out. See, this is not to scare anybody. You cannot afford to be careless. Where are you rushing to that you have not prayed in the morning? Oh, there's a ranger day. I will do all these things. What are you pursuing in the morning that you are rushing out without praying? You have not talked to God and you are rushing out. Oh, Father, thank you. Hey, and then you are talking to God, you are wearing shoes. Lord, as I go out, and then you go out. <laughs> thank God that in spite of all this, he has kept you in his mercy. It's not the way you look at it. One of the mothers came here, one that I've told you before, the first thing she noticed, many of you will not even notice all these things, but I knew that she was saying that she saw it, that a woman was coming to the church, and when she got to she turned the back and entered with the back. And she did it three times. So this woman called my attention, the pastor. I said, Madam, we don't bother about that. I said, if she like, let her enter the job with her stomach. It doesn't. <laughs> Once we have done our part in worship and in prayer, let her enter with her head. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it. So it's not a cause, it's not what to consider. But when you hear people of faith talk like that, you don't carelessly. Ah. Okay. Shall we rise? <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In my city, an evangelist came to town to preach with his friend. Service ended. They were going home. They were, they were local pastors, you know. They were, they were walking home. And one of them just stopped by to buy a car. And he was throwing the whole thing in his mouth. God just opened the eyes of the other pastors. My God, he was eating. And he saw the woman that sold their car. She sat like what they call a, a, a duck. Head of a duck. Feather of a dog. Leg of a chicken. That was the woman sitting down. One minister was ministering one day during worship. The woman that was dancing most, the Lord just said, Look down. I looked at it, was chicken leg that was on her leg. You know what that means? Scattering. So the child realized that they never cease to have a problem with back door. As people come in, they go. That was the person scattering them spiritually. We chop off such a leg. <laughs> Are you, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You see, just understand that it's a spiritual word. Some of you listening to me, you might find that the day you pray very well, you go out and somebody will just start reacting negatively to you. Don't, don't, don't take offense. I said that you just you you did offense, didn't do anything. The person will just start nagging. It's just a reaction. Don't bother to say about such. It's just a reaction. Hallelujah. Are you with me? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Is somebody blessed tonight? We'll take you from there next week. 
Tell those who are not be those who are not here to be here next week. I pray that between now and Sunday, in your closet, you would have heard a word from God by yourself. That the Lord would have given you the blueprint of heaven concerning an aspect of your life. A revelation of the future. A revelation of divine plan. In the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, thank you, Father. Naguza endrekisho balika zize pradiko siles zeke malashta libroku ze praduza endekalistolia lishande paluko to seke libra diske malengro dusha. Sometimes when God is about to do something great in your life, Satan gives you a reason to be discouraged or offended, and you stay away from where you will hear the word. Let no depression discouragement stop you from being in church or a meeting you should be. It is that if that day there is a word for you. The Lord reminded me right now, in Abelkuta, one of the pastors that I might not want to mention just told me the daughter wrote an exam into university and she did not pass. It's as he was joining us to prepare for the meeting, he was highly discouraged. But the word came. And your daughter will not write exam two times. One exam two times. It was like, but she has written this one. And about a day after the meeting in Abelkuta, the chaplain of one of the lady universities here called and said that, ah, well, uh, the uh, part that she had P, that they, this department, they don't really need, they need you with this kind of result, you can still come in. As long as you're English and you have five other and the rest. But he said they weren't telling people that because already too many people were coming. They said, but the original requirement did not exactly require that the person should have maybe something like a credit in maths. He said, but they won't bring that because already the commission is already to say, but since constitution the constitution, it says that anybody will pass and still coming, but we didn't push it out because we already have too many people competing for the department. He said, so send your daughter. And he did not even speak to the person. But the person just heard. And he said that a week after the conference, they had resumed. He took the daughter there and she's now in the school. What about if he stayed at home? Discouraged. Never let Satan win by causing you to be discouraged to the point that you are on your bed. You don't know what to do. You are looking sad, looking sorrowful. Never. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Before we came here, there were too many venues we went to. This one, we have a church beside you. This one, and none as big as this one. But I refuse to be discouraged. Agent took us everywhere. Some places will get just be like, is this what we told you? You know, they can wear, what the Bible says, Satan shall try to wear out the saint of the Most High. I saw agents who played that role. Like, this one was not Satan, he was an agent. Who we described, I said, oh yeah, our tent in towing seats a thousand. We are doing, we need a play that can see at least two thousand. We give them description. He will say, I've heard. Now, there is this play with, I said, usually I want for sorry, have you seen the place? They will say, yes. Can this see social number? Yes. What's the square meter? A agent taught me dimension. As I did now, there's no all. 
If I enter a building, I will tell dimension straight away. I can tell you how many square meters this building is. If you tell me that this land is two acres or three acres, I will tell you whether you are lying or not. I'm not a survey, I'm not an architect. It's by the things I suffered, obedience by what I have suffered. The man took me to war one day, less than 300 seater. I just stood outside. Honestly speaking, anger wanted to come. I should, I should tell him that you see, may the Lord trouble you. But I, I just said, you know, I was, oh God. I asked him, what did I tell you? He repeated what I said. He said, hey, you see, it can be expanded. I just entered the car and drove up. Before I would say something, you know, I've seen, I saw all kinds of things. This Savior took me to one guy in Ireland. He said, I, I was telling you that one in the office. A young man like that, so they said the key to the venue was with him. The guy sat down rubbing his hand with a girl, his girlfriend in the office, and kept us at the lobby for over one hour. So his secretary passed. I just got out and I said, go and tell your boss inside. I to have an office. And I will not sit here to watch your young boss sit down with his girlfriend, laughing aesthetically inside, keep us here, all because he wants to give us a hit to and look at the place. So the secretary, when he saw my toe, went in. And the guy sent the secretary, okay, this is the key, go and open for them. So he could do that. I told to the agent, I said, honestly, I said, you are dragging me on the floor. So this is painful. And when we got to the venue, it was about 400 sitters. Huh? I said, dear Lord Jesus, he said, I was going to show me a place around the excellence hotel. I said, there is no size of, I said, in my picture, I don't think there is any size of building that is that big. He said, no, no, no. And then we got to the, you know, I said, there is a warehouse behind it. We saw the warehouse. I said, we're coming down to see it. The man just asked me, I said, so what, what do you want to use it for? And I told him, I said, tell them, we are people of peace. Some landlord will say, I don't want church. I understand. Church is offended some people. Maybe they were there, they did not pay. I see how they meeting with the white man today and he told me that, well, you know, we can do long lays or we don't long lays for churches. When churches come to a place to evacuate them, to evict them, it's a problem. The combination will cost him. <laughs> I was just saying of some. <laughs> but brother, I said, are you a Christian? He said, I used to be. And the white son, I said, he's a Canadian. I said, okay. He said, but if your church gets it, if your church gets it, please, I will come for the service. I said, hey, you are patronizing us. Now, I said, I respect owners. If they say, don't want the church, no problem. There's no fights. So I said, please find out anywhere you are taking us to. Let them say it behind me, not when I'm there. I said, this one, I has told them that if I mention the name of the church. When I saw the man, I said, what do you want to do here? I said, church. He just screamed honestly on top of his voice. Me, if you want to church, I've said no church. Church, can you go? That the woman. I said, this is the second place you are taking me to. That first one was a woman. I said, her husband swore when he died, when he was about dying, that if you give my building to a church, you will join me. <laughs> I said, Madam, are you a Christian? She said, Yes, I'm a Christian. In fact, I go for Holy Ghost service every month. He said, But church did some things and that the husband, he said, so, said, he said Pastor, so he said, You look just say it's not me that my husband swore before he died, and I don't want to go to the grave yet. He said, So. He said that he's not enough. I said, no problem. That no offense taken. If your husband says you not give a child, no problem. So I told this guy, and this man was shouting. So I told him, I said, come. The owner said, come. I said, the way you are talking, we also as a church, we don't want your building. You know, the Bible says that answer a fool. <laughs> no, Solomon first said that do not answer a fool. Then he thought about it. Must I imagine Nigeria? That some fools must be answered. Then he said that answer a fool so that he will not talk foolish. 
I said, sir, you don't talk like this. You could have said it in one word. No, we don't want, we prefer, we don't want churches. But you are seeing me, somebody brought me. After all, you are not going to give us the building for free. We are talking about hundreds of millions and you are shouting like this, insulting us. I said, it's pathetic. I said, but it's not your fault. I just told the agent, I said, you see, what you are making me to go through. You know what? What I said about being patient with people. So I said, don't call me again. Then he called me one day. And that call led to this place. What of, if I did not pick? What I tell you, I said, be patient with, put laws in place. But be patient with people. I told I said, don't call. Always send SMS. It will call. How many of you know Ladikwa? This Ladikwa, Luwale. You know, there are some three streets away inside. There was one place he told, took us to ask my car was doing like this. I was looking at him. I said, May God have mercy on you. There are some places you won't know they exist in Lagos until you search. We went to what you call Tamu's part of heaven. When I got that place, I came down. The ground he told us, we stood beside the canal. The ground was down, 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 down. <laughs> he said you elevated. <laughs> you know the funny the way I was looking, the way I was looking at when he was talking, the two men, the other two agents, they started laughing. They they, they two knew when he said you will live to the land, they, they turned and started laughing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I will just leave and start playing a message coming back just to calm down. So I'm watching some kind of message. I <laughs> said, Lord, why did I go out today? <laughs> it is well. <laughs> you are blessed. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.